Welcome to the Chat With Your Kids podcast. I'm Marcy. And I'm Alex. And we're here to help you tackle the biggest topics through little chats with the kids in your life. Welcome to this week's episode of Chat With Your Kids. This week, we are going to be talking about gratitude. Yeah, and it's timely with the holidays coming up. Um, Something that we're grateful for is an experience we had over the last, we were just talking about this, the last four years before we just moved here, we've had uh, a Friendsgiving, and we're grateful for all the friends that, if you're listening, you know who you are, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that we had who... um, who made Friendsgiving awesome, um, and we had this tradition, Marcy started, um, we have a tablecloth that everyone that would come each year would sign it with a Sharpie, and in 2020, it was a small list. Yeah. It was like, basically <laughs> just us. Yeah, and then <laughs> we spend the year, like, hand embroidering over everyone's signatures, and we're a few years behind, but it's fun <laughs> to, like, at night when we're, like, watching a show, like... Theoretically, we yeah, do this. <laughs> we, done, we did it for, like, the first year. Um, and just, like, stitching over our loved ones' names and having this kind of keepsake to remember people that we love. And, yeah, today we've been talking a lot about it because sometimes change is hard and we have had a big move this year and we just were missing the people that we love and gathering with them and so that's something I guess that we're grateful for right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah so moving on we're gonna dive in we're gonna dive in reflection questions um so the first reflection question is just thinking back to like when was a time that you remember experiencing gratitude as a kid? Um, Yeah, just kind of thinking about maybe when you had that feeling. And now I feel like I'm on the spot, but actually just what kind of comes to mind for me is in high school, I had this like day that, happened I don't even know how to explain this yeah I don't think I've ever told you this before maybe I have but I had this like special day that like the same things happened on the same day every year for like three years in high school and so I was on the swim team in high school and so it was a day in November and I I would have like a swim meet and then I would go home and my mom made my favorite dinner it was like fall air and it was like nice and crisp outside and I'd go home and I'd have homemade soup and breadsticks and then I went to the school every year we had a dinner where we'd make like a Thanksgiving dinner for people experiencing homelessness and so I would help out with that and then for some reason every year around the same time there was always like a midnight showing usually of a Twilight movie and me and all my friends would go on like a school night so it felt like really kind of like I don't know like naughty (laughs) like you know out late with my friends and I don't know why I like and every year it happened that like I had a swim meet and then we had this dinner at school and then me and my friends would go to a movie and which I don't even think they do midnight showings anymore is that a thing um, not in the way that it was, it was like when we were growing such up. a core part of my like teen years yeah old and out of touch. like harry <laughs> potter parts of caribbean twilight that's so funny um but yeah maybe it's still happening <laughs> chat with us well do your kids be. go to midnight showings let us know um our kids are too young but 
Anyways, and then I remember, like, there would, like, as, like, maybe the second or third year, I, like, was, like, I would notice that this pattern was happening, and I'd, like, ask my mom, like, mom, can you make soup and breadsticks for dinner? And she would, like, indulge me. Anyways, I just remember that day feeling so, like, magical, and I remember just, like, driving home and just being, like, so happy to be alive, and just, like, the serendipity that, like, I got this special day every year. And I don't know, I think of that every November, like my special day that I had. And I think I experienced a lot of gratitude. It was really fun, like serving others. And I think I um, really like appreciated that my high school had that event. And just, yeah, that's, I guess that's mine. That sounds nice. <laughs> the absolute zenith of your existence was, <laughs> was three years. The best, the three best days of my life. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> All right, so our second question is, how does your child communicate gratitude? And this is kind of a fun one. Um, We were just talking today about how Everett, or Calvin actually, our two-year-old, he can make these really, like, intense demands. He'll get, like, very, like, kind of, like, emotionally demanding about something. Like, I want cookies or something. Um, and it feels like he's kind of mad or something or like he's, something's going on. But once you give him to him, he's like, thank you. Yeah. Like like always. (laughs) Thank you, mama. (laughs) Yeah. And we've not, it's not like we've specifically like trained him or taught him to like say thank you after receiving stuff, but somewhere he's picked it up. And so I don't know. That's like a very direct specific way that he does. But it's always really sweet. I'm always like, cause I, I think I'm like when he is like really demanding I sometimes I get a little frustrated I'm like easy I'm only human but then like when he says that little like thank you mama I'm like oh like okay (laughs) yeah you care (laughs) like it feels nice to receive gratitude too and maybe he's listening to the chat with your parents podcast yeah (laughs) he's conditioning us (laughs) he's running it (laughs) um sweet kid yeah so yeah I think just thinking about like some of the ways that maybe you've seen your children like and I think saying thank you is such an obvious one but like there's definitely other ways right? oh, there's a lot like Everett this is a way it kind of leads into our next question actually but um Everett will often he'll do all sorts of things he'll like create art for us or um kind of go out of his way to like arrange something like I remember one one morning um he got up sometimes our kids get up at ungodly hours it's yeah it's a problem (laughs) very early and one morning he got up and he woke he like comes into our bed and wakes us up sometimes so he woke marcy up and then came downstairs and they have like a play couch that it's like a small like foam cushion play couch and he like pulled it out with a blanket for marcy to lay on for when she came downstairs and i think that's a way that is Mm -hmm. i guess demonstrating gratitude through actions yeah Or I love when, like, kids bring up in play, like, you Mm. see it coming up in their play or, like, kids want to recreate an experience Mm -hmm. that maybe you gave them. They're like, yeah, like, they want to play pumpkin patch at home with you. And I think that's, like, such a, like, it's not them saying, hey, like, I loved when you, we went to the pumpkin patch as a family, but, like, obviously they are grateful and it's coming up in their play and, or they want to, like, yeah, recreate that for you, that that's a great example. So there's lots of tons of other examples, but just kind of think about your child. Every kid communicates so differently, so it could be different for everyone. 
And the last reflection question is Alex's favorite question. <laughs> so I'll let you ask it. Okay. This is actually a question that I thought of um, for our first Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. And it's tradition for a lot of people to go around and say like what they're grateful for at Thanksgiving. But I always, I don't know, like it can be. Alex is a contrarian. He just likes little, to do things a little different. I can be yeah. a curmudgeon too. Yeah. So <laughs> I just think it can be performative. Sometimes people just say things they're thankful for just because they have to. But but if you have that tradition, it is a very nice tradition. <laughs> there's yeah, no, nothing wrong with it's it. It's fine to do, but it can get, especially when there's like 20 people and it's, you know, like everyone's like repeating each other. But anyway, um, if you've had that shared experience, please let me know because <laughs> I'm often swimming upstream on this one. Um, anyway, the question is like, how do you live gratefully? And I think the idea is that, okay, if we have things that we're grateful for, there's kind of like this, so what component to it? Like, okay, I'm grateful for it. I can say I'm grateful for it, but then what would I do about it? Like, how would I live differently because of the things I'm grateful for? So like, if I'm grateful to have my children, then what things could I do to show them through not just like the things that I say or the things that I do, but the way that I interact with them Um, or like so many other things. Right. But I think it's more about like a way of being, Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it in a minute actually. Yeah. And I have to say like it has, that has been a really fun conversation starter at our Friendsgiving dinners that we've had these past couple of years. And I even like remember pretty much like I just remember the conversations and kind of those like goals that I yeah they get personal uh, people talk yeah. people talk about um, important things things yeah. that are important to them so if you want to bring your Thanksgiving dinner conversation to the next level might we recommend that question it's always <laughs> always really fun um, so we're gonna move on from the reflection questions hopefully you've had t- some time to reflect. Um, talk about them even with somebody in your life and just give a little bit of information on gratitude and how we can support our kids in living gratefully. Um, and this is a topic actually that has been researched extensively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, um, so I studied well-being in my PhD program or like human flourishing and I didn't specialize in gratitude or anything, but in the course of the research, it just came a lot across a lot of it. And um, yeah, it's definitely everyone likes researching gratitude. There's lots of gratitude interventions, but there's also a lot of pretty well documented um, benefits. And there's things that probably you're aware of just through your experience, but some things that have been found in research too are something pretty neat. I think is improved sleep. So people that practice gratitude before going to bed, they'll be less like alert and aroused and more their body will be more ready to sleep um and also they sleep longer and their quality of sleep goes up um it's related to higher success rates and improved school performance which is really interesting improved relationship quality yeah which like some of these i'm like i think it's like yeah that makes sense right if we're like grateful especially in our relationships like that makes a lot of sense, but then some of those like sleep or yeah, like even just success is super interesting. Um, gratitude is also related to improved life satisfaction, which I think as a parent, that is such a important goal for me as I'm raising my kids. Like I just want them to be happy and 
satisfied with their life. Like I think, I think in like the world of social media, yeah. I think we are all like constantly comparing. It's something that I'm really working on of just like being satisfied with what I have. And actually, I mean, I think it's something I've been talking about a lot recently because like we've mentioned several times we moved and when we were living in Miami, we were living in a pretty small space and, um, we were renting and when we moved to Utah, we bought a house and it's, we love our house. It's not anything fancy or flashy like most of the homes showcased on Instagram, right? And I keep telling Alex, like, right now, it's just, I love our home, right? It's like, we like tripled our space from what we were living in Miami. We have a yard, which like, you know, and I think having moved from like a smaller space into something like this, like, I'm just so grateful and I just feel like a queen. And I'm just like, I, I, I want to keep that like feeling because I think mm-hmm. it's so easy. And sometimes I do, I like open my phone and I'm like, oh, we need new cabinets. Like, and I'm like, no, like I love our cabinets. I love our home. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think in the age of social media, it's so easy to see and compare and just see so much more that you could have that we might spend more time like pining for what we don't have than like just being grateful for what we do have. Anyways, that was like a big rant to say life satisfaction, super important. <laughs> yeah, just generally like uh, more good feelings <laughs> and, and overall mental health um, are positively related to um, gratitude. So we wanted to talk for a second about <clears throat> what gratitude is and not to get two in the weeds here, but there's kind of different ways, especially in the research, there's two ways that gratitude is thought about. And I want to kind of throw out a third one, but um, usually in the research, gratitude is talked about as either state gratitude or trait gratitude. So state gratitude is about, um, thinks about it. So it's gratitude in this case is a feeling and it's associated with a specific event. So, um, Marcy helps me with something and I feel gratitude for that specific thing that she did. Um, trait gratitude is more about, um, an kind of an enduring attitude or disposition that makes a person more, able to see things to be grateful for. So it's more, it's more, um, it's, it's less about a specific thing and it's more about just kind of like one's ability to like notice. It's like a way of being like, um, no, it's not a way of being, it's a way of seeing the world. Way of seeing the world. Yeah. Would you say it's like rose colored glasses or would you say not quite? Um, not exactly. That's I was I was about to say that, and then I was like, I don't feel comfortable with that because I think you can be aware of like human suffering and still be grateful. Whereas I feel like rose-colored glasses is maybe just like a bit of an ignorance. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Okay. So here's an example. Like we started by talking about missing our friends in Miami, mm-hmm. right? And um, while I'm grateful for the times that we spent doing like friendsgiving and hanging out with them. Um, there's some sadness just that we're not there with them like this year, you know, like we, mm-hmm. this is about the time that we'd have Friendsgiving. And <clears throat> um, so with the gratitude, there's also like sadness Other feelings, and yeah. change, you know, yeah. Things are different. like it's not just like, 
optimism, blind optimism. It's mm-hmm. like just being grateful. And yeah, well, and so the trait gratitude specifically is is like your readiness to. So the way I've read about it is like people have kind of like a threshold for like how quickly they can acknowledge things to be grateful for. Mm. And trait gratitude means you have a lower threshold. So you're like you're more readily able to acknowledge things that are like you can be grateful for in your life. Cool. Yeah. Love that. Um, and then the third one, the third one is more of the way of being. So I, this is kind of like, um, I call it like lifestyle gratitude or I've struggled to find a different way to talk about it, but like therefore gratitude. So it kind of goes back to that third, uh, reflection question we asked earlier. How do you live gratefully? Um, lifestyle gratitude is living in a way that expresses gratitude through your way of living or your way of being. So what does that, what the heck does that mean? Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, To me, what I'm hearing is like letting your gratitude change you. mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So like you could, and so what I mean by like way of living or way of being is like you can do all sorts of things in different modes, right? Different modes of action. So like you could go help somebody change their car tire on the side of the road and you could do it because it's on a busy street and you hope that other people will see how good and kind you are right Mm -hmm. or you could do it because you're like man i've been in that situation that sucks like i want to go help him Mm -hmm. like Um, i've got four working tires right now i am so grateful for that he does not let me share the (laughs) the goodness that i have (laughs) right likewise you could drive past him on the freeway being like huh that sucks or like man i'm really busy right now i've got to go or maybe you're like my son's sick and i'm driving him to the hospital i wish i could stop right now you know like those are different modes of being and some like the third one expresses gratitude i think in a way because you're saying like um or sorry it's a different example it's not about gratitude it's like it expresses a willingness to help even though you're not stopping yeah you're not but able you have to. there's like a contingency right there's a situation there's a reason why you can't empathy yeah yeah so but i think the same thing is true of gratitude like we can we can do all sorts of things in a way that in a way that shows gratitude, um, mm-hmm. not by necessarily the specific thing that we're doing or what we say, but like how we do it and how we say it and the reasons why. It's mm. awesome. I like that. And I think with a lot of, I think with a lot of like these, these three, I think maybe if you're listening, there might be like this, um, feeling to be like oh well obviously like there's a best way like a good better and best way to be grateful but I think in terms of like supporting our kids like that I think that each of these is appropriate for different chats or like different moments or even different stages of development Mm -hmm. um like yeah it's not a hierarchy yeah there's there's, they're i think they're all good in different ways at different times yeah like i think they're just they're three types of gratitude and i think it's good to like be aware um just yeah kind of like where your kids at and how you can support them where like i don't know there's just different moments like for instance specific event or emotion it might be like yeah, you're on that awesome family trip and your kids have been looking forward to it for so long and they are just like 
you're happy you're just vibing as a family which I mean like I feel like sometimes on trips that's like not the case it's like you plan so hard and you're like ah, nobody's like, happy let's just hold this together yeah. for the next two days but then there's like that moment when you're like I don't even know what you're like spinning in the teacups and everyone's laughing or like whatever it could be like you're all just like knocked out after a day of hiking and you're just like there's that good feeling and that might be a really good moment of that like state happiness of like or state gratitude of like I'm so grateful that we got to be together as a family today um yeah yeah well and I guess maybe they do build on each other like even if they're not like this is totally opinion based this isn't but anyway they do kind of like stack in a way like um to have like the for example if we're going to help our children become eventually like at some point in their future um, to have like lifestyle gratitude, mm-hmm. they probably need to have grateful emotions at some point. So like that state gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, but by like kind of, I guess we'll talk about ways that we can cultivate gratitude. But um, over time, like if they experience grateful emotions, they might become more readily able to perceive things to be grateful for. Right? They might develop that kind of trait, mm-hmm. trait gratitude over time. Yeah, I think it like definitely matches developmental stages. Like, I think having toddlers in our house, like, they don't always like seem the most grateful, you know? Like, I feel like it is something like, like we said, they communicate it differently. Um, And they are. Yeah, but like, like, yeah, like, you know, they're not always super acknowledging like how hard we're working for them as parents, you know? Um, But I think. Just like little by little, small chats at a time, we can help like foster that, you know, like way of being or that mindset to, to help them like just be like grateful at the core, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think like kids are actually. It's yeah, they are. They are, but but they're also at the same time they're also like um, just by matter like as a part of development like they can only see like mostly themselves and their own feelings and mm-hmm. so. A lot of what they do is interpreted through that lens that, you know. Like, like it looks kind of selfish, but it's, like, developmentally very healthy. Yeah, like, if a 30-year-old was doing that, it would definitely be, yeah. I would call that selfish. Yeah, you're as like, as what's like, your problem? <laughs> all else being equal. Um, but in a 4-year-old or even, like, a 7-year-old, whatever, it's, like, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. They're, yeah. They're, they're developing. Yeah, they do get there. Yeah. And so we can start by doing the things we're going to talk about to help to like really communicate and help foster that lifestyle gratitude. So what are some of those things, Marcy? (laughs) So one of the ways that we can support um, developing gratitude in our kids is by modeling. Obviously, we know that one of the greatest ways we can teach our children is through our example, kids are little sponges. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, so by just being an example of gratitude. So, you know, that definitely means just like talking about it. Like it could be as simple as like, oh my goodness. Like you don't even have to say like, I'm so grateful. You could just say like, wow, this water is so cool and refreshing on a hot day. And it just feels good to drink. Like, just mm-hmm. modeling that um, by, you know, those positive and stating, stating like, positive statements of 
appreciation for the things or people in your life. And then also being really conscientious about the way you talk like negatively about things. Like to, you know, be aware. Are you somebody who does complain a lot? <laughs> and are your kids picking up on that? And is there, you know, maybe that could be a goal that you have for yourself is just kind of watching that because kids are picking it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, modeling is one of the, I guess, for better or worse, like the best ways that our kids learn. They kind of, they just absorb what we're doing and they regurgitate it by through like imitating, right? And um, they kind of, especially like younger kids over imitate. So like they don't, they're trying to learn and they don't, I mean, they're not thinking about it so consciously, but they like go over the top and like mimic like every little thing that we do thinking that it's all related. So maybe you've noticed this with, maybe you're like playing a game and as you're playing the game, you're playing like go fish or whatever. Like as you're playing go fish, there's like a way that you like a way that you say the words or like the way that you put your cards down or something. And they might think that, that all of those little tiny micro behaviors are all part of the game. And so they'll like mimic exactly each one of those little things that you do, not realizing that the game's just about like saying a number and getting the cards, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So anyway, they over imitate, especially when they're young. Yeah. So it's just and a I, heads up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so as we've discussed, there are research backed reasons supporting gratitude and how it can just have good, positive outcomes in your life. And so, um, you know, one of the things is, as you listen to this podcast, you might say, hey, the best thing I can do for my kids is to start working on this gratitude mindset for myself. And um, that could be, yeah, like there'll be really good snowballing effects as you work on gratitude. Uh, you're going to be modeling that more for your kids and you'll, you may be seeing the positive outcomes in your life and that snowballs into our kids' life. If we're doing good, then our kids are, are usually doing pretty good. Um, the next thing is like fostering grateful experiences, kind of like Alex has talked a lot about this like trait or even, you know, going further to like lifestyle gratitude. Um, and I just can't stop thinking about trick or treating with my kids (laughs) because I was like so fixated on making sure they said thank you at every house. And I like, we would get up to every house and they would take the candy and they wouldn't say thank you. And like a little like piece of me died. I was like so stressed out about it. And I like kept reminding them like, okay, remember, say thank you. Remember, say thank you. And it like honestly was like kind of an overwhelming part of my trick-or-treating experience. And I've like been reflecting on that a lot because the bottom line is I think we all do this a lot. We're always reminding our kids, say thank you, say thank you. And I I don't think that's actually teaching them that much, right? It is teaching them like a polite exchange. It is, it's good manners, but in terms of like actual gratitude Mm -hmm. and like fostering gratitude, I think it's more just teaching them like a social exchange, like the thing that we do. But the truth is our kids were so, so ecstatic about trick-or-treating and they were grateful. They experienced a lot of gratitude that they, day. It was like, like sacred to them. They yes. <laughs> and they were so, they had, they would like, they loved, we kind of like, like linked up with this like pack of neighbors that like 
we all were just, like, moving together. And, like, uh, Everett, our oldest, was, like, really into, like, checking in with everyone in the group and, like, just so excited that everyone was having a good time. And, like, he was talking about, like, the different kinds of candies that people got. And so, anyways, going back to that, I think that's a really good check-in with us of, like, in that moment when we have that, like, knee-jerk reaction to, like, say thank you, to, like, think, wait a minute, is there a way I could, like, better foster, like, true gratitude and, like, a true spirit of gratitude? So an example might be, like, um, if, you know, after having family dinner, after having Thanksgiving dinner, you could ask your child, like, oh, like, that was a, you know, really nice meal that, you know, your aunt made, what was your favorite part of the meal? Like, what was the yummiest thing that you ate today, depending on, like, their age level, right? Um, What was your favorite thing? And then maybe when they tell you, oh, my favorite thing was, like, the spinach dip, I don't know, whatever, then maybe you could say, oh, my goodness, you know, like, your grandma made that. You should, like, let's go tell her. Let's go tell her how much you enjoyed that spinach dip, and, you know, that was just your favorite part of the meal that made you really happy. So, like, really, like, kind of instead asking questions to help them reflect on like what about this experience did I appreciate or enjoy um and then we can still use that like do that polite thing of like you know it is nice to let people know that we're grateful for them but honestly it's like taking it a step further because it's one thing to like be on the receiving end of like telling a toddler like say thank you and then they reluctantly say thank you (laughs) or to have like a you know a child say like to really tell you what made them feel joy or what made them feel a certain way, that is, that is feeling, like, that, that feels rewarding. So I think just, like, when we feel that reaction to prompt a child to say thank you, instead, take a step back, how can I foster a spirit of gratitude? And then you can still, you know, have them communicate that in some way. Mm. Yeah, there's... um there's some other there's some other like interventions that are kind of standard or like commonly used I guess one of them I think that's simple and easy is the three grateful things and um this one's a little bit more of like a um I guess thinking about it in a chat with your kids kind of way maybe a way that you could use it so the it's basically just like once a day or once a week or whatever like think back on the day or the week and write down three things you're grateful for. Um, But this is something that we could probably do with our kids. And you could, you could do it every once in a while, just as a way to like start tapping into like, what are the things that they're grateful for? Like, what are they like? Um, Especially like after you've been practicing like this kind of gratitude that you were talking about, Marcy. But I think it could be a neat experiment to then take those things and try to figure out like, okay, like, what could we incorporate in our family? Like, how could we incorporate a way of being in our family that reflects, like, the gratitude for this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, taking the conversation a little further. It's yeah. like, that's cool that you're grateful for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Some other things are, like, gratitude journals. Um, there's a lot of cute products out there <laughs> that are, you know, gratitude journals. Um, writing letters like pen pals even kind of or just writing letters to loved ones letting them know like what you're grateful for i think the internet is definitely full especially like with thanksgiving lots of crafts like you know i've seen 
a gratitude tree and every day in the month of November you write something you're grateful for and put it on the tree and I'll be honest I always have like yes we're gonna do that and we don't always get around to it (laughs) but um you know those are like it's you know fun when there is like a holiday season to do some more of that kind of stuff incorporating like a grateful statement into your bed bedtime routine like what was one thing you're grateful for today Um, or, you know, did somebody show you that they were grateful today? What did they do? So you can kind of mix it up. Um, and I think with older kids, something that I think can really help is, well, and younger kids, all the kids (laughs) and adults is service, just being able to, and I think that's a lot about like more going into the, like, I am grateful. So therefore I will. And just like modeling that and just as a family having a service, you know, oriented culture is such an important aspect of fostering that gratitude and just and finding like a really healthy and good outlet for expressing gratitude yeah um well on that note i guess some ways that you could like some ideas for conversation starters um are this is along the lines of modeling and fostering, I guess, but telling your kids something about them that you're grateful for, something specific. So, like, you know, I guess Everett, I'm so grateful that you're that you like to make us laugh, or Calvin, like, I'm so grateful that you tell us your boundaries so clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those things are true, by the way. Yeah, actually, this is super cute, kind of a tangent, but. I feel like it was a chat with your kids win, so I'm just going to tell the story. (laughs) Calvin came home from school the other day, and he's, like, telling us about his day. And he's two, and he's like, Mom, I can't remember. We'll say, I don't, for, you know, confidentiality, I'll make up a kid's name. He's like, Mom, Bob hit me. I said, Stop it! I set a boundary, and I loved it. It was so cute. So coming... An episode coming soon. Chat with your kids about boundaries, <laughs> starring Calvin. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is pretty um, quick to share those. <laughs> Anyways, so that's kind of funny. But um, another conversation starter is just the classic. Like, what's something that you're grateful for? Um, but then I think the the really important part is that like curiosity and follow-up questions like tell me more about it so if your kid it might be something just like my soccer team right like uh food you know and then you can ask like a follow-up question right or you know even just like a statement well this kind of gets at like getting more specific like helping them think more deeply about like what is it exactly that you're grateful about Mm -hmm. yeah and then i think also asking about like yeah how has someone how have you seen gratitude in other people and just helping them like kind of recognize the models or examples in their life of gratitude um and something I would say when we have these conversations is I think sometimes we will use like a comparison like oh because a downward comparison yeah like because other people are suffering you should be grateful And while when we do see suffering in the world, um, I think, you know, that does spark gratitude. But I don't think we necessarily 
Uh, how do I say this? Like, we don't need to base our gratitude on other people's suffering. That, like, oh, wow, I'm so glad I'm not in your shoes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we see that, like, a lot of parents of, like, you, you know, especially, like, sometimes it can be more, like, you know, there are kids who don't have food and you have a whole plate of food and you should be grateful that I made you dinner and you should eat it all. Like, um, and that is just like maybe not the healthiest way to foster gratitude. Um, I think it's important that kind of like we talked about earlier that we can sit with both. Like, um, there is like a lot of suffering in the world and, Um, there are so many people who are going without basic necessities and that's hard and that's sad. And, um, I want to be a part of, you know, making that be less of the case in whatever way, you know, that's in the sphere of my influence and I can be grateful for what I do have. Right. And so it's, it's hard. There's like a lot of nuance there, but I don't think we, need to like guilt our kids into being grateful yeah well and also i think right right yeah because i was thinking about as you were talking about that like that outcome would probably be like you could learn to feel bad that you have good things mm-hmm. right like and that's not that's not virtuous really like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's it's okay to have and to be grateful for it and um, to recognize that, like, wow, what I have is actually very nice or, you know, so grateful. Um, and at the same time, I'm, like, sad and hurt that other people, like, don't, you mm-hmm. know? Like, they can think holding both in, in tandem um, is the the trick. It's, like, the long-term goal. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's you're like, it is a trick, right? Like, it's not... <laughs> easy and I I don't think I know anyone who has that balance perfect right but um but I think just like helping our kids to feel grateful and then like I really love that example like the lifestyle or therefore gratitude because um letting that gratitude like propel them to live in a way that helps others as well give it back well, thank you for joining us on Chat With Your Kids about gratitude today. Um, we're grateful for you. And if you're grateful for us, feel free to share the podcast with someone you know and love. Um, follow us. Please reach out if you have any feedback, any positive feedback. Um, please leave a review too. And we'll join you next week, I guess. Yeah. We'll be on the road, but we'll have an episode for you lined up. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) 